Hello, and welcome to the Fuel Run Recover podcast, helping everyday runners fuel better, run smarter, and recover faster so you can reach your full performance potential. I'm your host, Stephanie Natchek, dietitian, fitness coach, and a fellow runner too. As the owner of Stephanie Natchek Performance Nutrition, I've spent the last 10 years helping runners learn to fuel their bodies, level up their running performance, and establish healthier relationships with food and exercise. If you're ready to reconnect with your love of running, then let's get started on today's episode. All right. So before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to invite you to check out a few great free resources that I created just for runners. To get them, all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes or visit www.stephanienachuk.com. If you visit my website, there's a little pop-up box that comes up and it'll prompt you to enter your email address and these guides will be sent right to your inbox. The first guide is my fueling guide for runners. So in this resource, you'll find my top fueling tips for runners, as well as some specific meal ideas for both your pre and post run fuel. If you've been struggling to understand what to eat when to support your running and just figuring out like what those meal ideas, like what those meals look like, what kind of foods you should be including before versus after you run, what the difference is between pre and post run fueling, then this guide is exactly what you need to get you started on the right path. The other guide that I created is my strength training guide for runners. So this guide includes both a PDF resource, has some tips, guidelines, and links to my YouTube series where I actually walk you through all of the exercises in the program. This is a great beginner strength training guide for runners who want an effective but efficient full body workout that helps support the key muscles and movements you need to run stronger and injury free. So once again, both of these guides are available together. I have them put together as a little bundle for you. You can just click on the link in the show notes or go over to www.stephanienatchek.com, enter your email address just the one time, and both of these free guides will get sent to your inbox right away. I hope you enjoy these resources and find them helpful in supporting you and your running. And now let's get into today's episode. All right. So today's episode, I am so excited to have my very first guest on our podcast. With me today, I have Sheena Kilpatrick. She is a 650-hour yoga instructor who specializes in yoga for runners, which is so exciting to have this conversation today. She has a bachelor's in physical and health education and is also a clinical exercise physiologist and the owner of Harmony Tree Yoga Studio right here in Manitoba. And so I'm so excited to be sitting down for a conversation today with Sheena all about yoga for runners, learning some of the benefits, some of the how-tos and all the advice she has about incorporating a yoga practice into your running routine. So welcome, Sheena. I am super excited to have you on today. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Um, Yeah, as you already introduced, I am a 650-hour yoga teacher. Um, I'm also a huge runner, so this is the perfect blend for me and uh, why I think it's super important to include yoga into your uh, running regime. Um, so I'm excited for your questions and we'll, we'll dive into a bit further. Yeah. Wonderful. So what I would really love to hear first is a little bit of your story. You know, um, how did you get interested in running? How did you get interested in yoga? And then what's been the evolution for you of bringing those two things together in your practice and in your business? Okay, perfect. Um, so during university, I think like most 
university students, I did running to relieve stress, right? A lot of people do that. You get that runner's high, um, but it can also leave you super fatigued, prone for injury, right? So uh, my roommate at the time said, you should try yoga. And so I classically went to a flowing style yoga class. It gives you the same euphoric high that a long run can give you. You feel all that stress has been relieved. And I didn't have to bear the elements of winter. I'm not uh, fond of winter running and I can get really (laughs) bored treadmill running. So, you know, this was a nice game, that same feeling, same stress relief. Um, So then I started incorporating my yoga into my regular running routine and I found I had less injuries. I had this new mental toughness. I went on to do triathlons and Ironman distances or half Ironman distances and I did a marathon and I kept all of those like running training programs with my yoga. And then slowly I thought, I'm done university. What do you do? I think I want to be a yoga teacher. So I went to India. I went twice actually to study intensively yoga there. And I brought back what I learned and I just started incorporating with my exercise science degree to work with clients who also love running, love high intensity exercise, um, and still want to have that stress reliever. And I could show them that there's a styles of yoga that, you know, can create those same euphoric feelings and can actually make your running results and races, you know, excel. So that's, that's where my passion has sort of come together now. That's wonderful. Um, And so you kind of mentioned a little bit as you were sharing your story and and kind of how you got into all of this, you know, you touched a little bit on some of the benefits that you saw with your own running and with your own sport performance from incorporating that regular yoga practice. And so I'd love for you to just share a little bit more, kind of do a deeper dive for us on the specific benefits of yoga for runners. Like what can yoga offer runners in terms of, you know, some of the things that you mentioned with Mm. mental toughness and performance and strength and and all of those things? Yeah. So I think I can say there's four specific benefits I see, and there's lots of research to support these four benefits. First one is improved balance. So we look at stats for Canada, one in three adults uh, have falls, right? Runners are prone to these falls as well. Right. And, and in lots of studies, actually 152 studies, I found yoga improved balance and reduced falls was literally the conclusion of these studies. So we know that we can improve runners balance. They're running on unstable surfaces. Maybe they're on trails. Right. We're going to improve their balance with every stride by practicing yoga poses that, you know, challenge their balance. Okay. The other thing that's interesting about falls, especially for runners, is there's a bit of anxiety. So once they've had a fall running on ice or trail running, right, they have this locked in fear and phobia. I don't want to trail run or I don't want to winter run anymore. Right. And so yoga deals with this sort of mental side really well, right. Overcoming fears and obstacles and also training the feet again in the body to like feel better in their balance so that there's also this less chance of recurrent falls. So that that was an interesting study I also had recently read. That's so interesting. Yeah, super interesting. It's stamina. So we think that we need to run to improve lung volume and heart rate. And I'm really geeking out lately about heart rate variability. So the ability of your heart rate to go from high back down to low. And we know for a runner, great fitness is our heart rate drops right away after we finish our run. They're doing these 
amazing yoga studies that say, take runners who aren't running and just have them do breathing exercises. And we can see they improve their peak flow, their lung volume, their, as I just said, heart rate variability improved, and all they were doing was running. So I did a personal test one month where I did not run for 30 days and I did daily breathing exercises and pre and post I did the classic 12 minute Cooper run test just as a standard test and I was able to improve my running speed and my my distance in the 12 minute Cooper test just by breathing and I thought that's no way gonna happen like you need to run to do these things and you can still so if you've been set back with an injury or, um, you know, you, you can't get to the gym that day, don't be hard on yourself, right? You can still be working on your running training by working just yoga breathing exercises. So I think that is a crazy benefit. So we have balance improvement. We have this stamina improvement and heart rate improvement. I touched on in my own story, this like mental toughness, right? So runners are known for their grit, right? And I think yoga people are not known for their grit or they don't appear that way. But actually in the philosophy of yoga, one of the first elements is this tapas and tapas means discipline. It's the discipline to keep coming back every day, doing a practice when you don't want to be there, when your head is not there, when your body is not there, right? But you keep coming back or it's described in yogic texts that like you stay in the fire even when the fire is going to change you, right? So you become this new thing. And I think runners feel that. And I think yoga people can get that. And so we stay in this practice, in this fire for like toughness to build grit. So I think that's like really cool. And the other kind of overarching yoga philosophy that comes after you've been practicing a while is something called pratyahara or sense withdrawal. And you get that in running too. We call it the zone, right? You don't notice the weather. You never notice the wind, You right? You're just in it, right? The, the miles are passing. And we practice that on our yoga mat. So we talk about how it doesn't matter the music that's playing in the room or if they're using incense or someone's gonging a bell or someone's blowing their nose, right? You are on your mat space having your own like out of body sort of experience the same as a runner feels. It's that, so if we can tap into that in yoga, we can take that feeling and put it in our run, right? We know how it feels to like remove all those other sort of sensory things and we're just focused on what's happening inside our body. Uh, also on mental toughness, I found a great study about serotonin. It produces the same serotonin response as running. So that happiness hormone, we can get it from yoga the same way we can get it from running. So again, you couldn't get out for your run, you know, for whatever reason, you can unroll your yoga mat. You can do a practice that will give you that same boost. Those are linked with like improvements for those with anxiety and depression, right? And so again, it doesn't have to be the out of breathlessness running to get that. Um, And then lastly, it really taps into our parasympathetic nervous system. So that rest and digest. So there's where it balances out the running, which is very sympathetic nervous system. It's definitely flight, right? Maybe not fighting, but you're flighting your stress. And so yoga taps into the opposite, the rest and the digest, which is again, links back to that heart rate variability, ability to drop the heart rate down control it, 
boosts our recovery for running, makes our body and our mind feel ready for the next long run. So I think that's also really important. So those are amazing balance, strength, stamina. Wonderful. Wonderful. You know, you said something really interesting when you mentioned doing uh, like the breathing exercises and how just doing the breathing exercises can really make such a difference. And I was actually just reading, it was this, this book on running and they were mentioning something I've never heard before, but it was talking about the importance of having a strong diaphragm muscle and how the diaphragm muscle is this very sort of ignored part of our core. And Mm -hmm. it's so kind of integral for, you know, all of these different moving parts when we run and it's basically completely ignored and strengthening that is a huge part of like reducing fatigue and improving like, you know, our, the ability of our, our lungs to function properly and, and fill with air and move it in and out and all of that. And I, I just feel like that there's a connection there, you know, between what you're sharing, just focusing on breathing and strengthening those muscles that we don't, we don't really think about as runners. I mean, I certainly don't think about that or never have before as a runner. So that's amazing. So yeah, one of yeah. the breathing exercises is called Capel Body, and it's an action of drawing in your diaphragm like in and out. It's really quick, and it sometimes boosts high CO two for people. But then what okay. you see is right after you've done you know a minute of it, you you start to breathe really deep and slow. So again, it's a good pre run sort of breathing exercise that boosts that diaphragm action and being able to fully oxygenate your lungs and your muscles. That's cool. So cool. So cool. So, you know, when you, when you're looking at the benefits, I mean, there are so many benefits of yoga for runners and I love that, you know, you kind of shared and outlined both a lot of the mental um, benefits, you know, the, the toughness and the grit, but also some of the calming features and getting into the rest and digest mode, sort of both ends of that spectrum of both like activating certain parts and then also, you know, calming other parts. Um, and what I'd love to then kind of get into a little bit more next is the benefits when we look at the physical aspect of running Mm -hmm. and yoga. So if we're looking at running form, body mechanics, reducing risk of injuries, some some of the physicalness of it, I'd love for you to share more about how that works. Because I think that part is probably the thing that people think of the most in terms of like, oh yeah, balance and, and strength and some of those features. The mindset yeah. and the brain-body connection, I think is just sort of the icing on the cake for a lot of us. But I, I'd love to hear more about some of the physical aspects. Yeah, so I thought this would be a bigger question you'd want to ask me. So yeah, I dug into this even a bit more, but yoga really first balances symmetry. So if we look at any of the classic uh, sequences in yoga that are done, you'll see a movement that will stretch the front of the body. And then very shortly later, the next pose stretches the back of the body. So in running, we are like chronically tight, right? We think about a cheetah runner. Cheetahs are fast, right? Their muscles are tight, right? They have a set range of motion. But we know for human runners, if we all are tight, we aren't optimizing our stride length, right? Efficiently. So if a yoga could balance that out with symmetry, right? So again, not only front to back of body, we do like left and right. For example, like a warrior one, we would do it on one side. And part of yoga is that we practice doing it for the same amount of time and we do time as breath, right? So five deep breaths on this side, and then we're going to repeat it for five deep breaths on the other. Whereas people who stretch and not as mindfully, you know, this side feels tight and they hold it for a minute and a half. They do the other side for 
25 seconds, right? We are really focusing on holding everything equally and really using alignment cues to make sure, you know, we're feeling it through all the joints of the body. So that's improvement there for biomechanics and run stride frequency. The other one I noticed is that we can build a sequence for runners, right? And those exist. And then we are really tapping into those really specific muscles that we know in running get tight. For example, hamstrings, right? Which can lead to a lot of hamstring strains. So we can show you mild, then moderate, then maybe more intense hamstring stretches, building through a sequence, right? Creating this deeper sort of stretch and really see that they get some relief. Again, most runners pick the same stretch every time. Here in a yoga class, you'll get a diversity of stretches or poses that would do that for you. Other thing in a yoga class that would happen that you wouldn't do on your own would be using the props, right? So taking a pose and being like, oh, I don't like this. And you probably in real life would stop. But in a yoga class, the teacher should come around, provide you with a block, a pillow, put this here. Then you're able to maintain it and you're going to get then the stretch result you are looking for. So I think that's really important for injury prevention. And then lastly, if I tap back into that mental idea of the rest and digest, right? So maybe some more passive positioning of your body in such a like restorative yoga class where we might put our leg up the wall, for example, to stretch the hamstrings, right? Again, something, again, a runner, I know myself, I'm not coming in at the door after a run and being like, I'm just going to lie down and put my feet up the wall, right? But that position can give a great hamstring stretch, aid blood flow back from the lower body. So if you've had a run, you've got lactic acid in your feet, ankles, swelling, right? That that style of practice is excellent for recovery, right? And injury prevention then. Totally, totally. And I think something that you sort of touched on in your answer there that I, you know, really see a lot of value in is that guided practice, right? Mm. So it's not even just about doing some yoga poses at home and then kind of just doing your own thing. And, you know, because that's where we can kind of really not have as much time. We might sort of cut some corners with what we're doing or not really be cued in to some of the, um, you know, the where to put your feet and how it should feel. And you should be, uh, you know, moving this, this direction and thinking about that. So I think there's a lot of value there to get the cueing, but then also the consistency with the quality practice of having it be led by someone and actually having that instructor as part of your process. Mm -hmm. So I love that you sort of touched on that as you were sharing your response, that mm -hmm. it's also about getting the the help and the guidance to do it sort of properly mm -hmm. um, yeah. so that you're, you're spending the time doing the quality work. Um, something else that, that I would love to hear more about is looking at your feet as, you know, a runner, but then also as someone who has a regular yoga practice, what are sort of the benefits that you've seen or, or what's the research around the benefits for your feet? Yeah. So let's label that. I'm going to label it as proprioception. Proprioception is the yeah. ability of your body to sense its place in space, right? There's so much research about barefoot running, about, you know, exploring the ground, the earth with your feet. And that's what yoga is, right? We are shoeless, feet open. There is also a whole series of foot strengthening exercises we can do in yoga to improve people's balance, 
right? So we don't need to stand on crazy things. You know, those, those exist, but we are just feet on the ground, exploring the opening and closing of our toes, even in something as simple as mountain pose. I have my class stand with our eyes closed and, you know, just sense, do they lean forward in their toes? Do they lean back into their heels? Can they actually lift their arches a little bit when standing in just a mountain pose? Because that cueing in a group class transitions to when they're standing in line somewhere, transitions to when they're running, they're totally then aware of like, oh, I really do feel like I press my baby toe. It's like this mental connection now has been awakened. They feel like when they stride, maybe it's their hard heel strikers, right? Something that they're now that they're barefoot, they're aware of their foot position and how little tweaks can activate different spots of the feet and improve that balance again and the reducing of falls. Yeah, for sure. And, and then strengthening and in strengthening the muscles in the foot and kind of activating mm-hmm. different muscles in the foot, then our running stride and our mechanics of running, you know, just becomes more balanced and stronger. And I think that also just leads into that reduced injury risk because you have the right muscles that are now being able to do their jobs and, and keep us stable and on our feet. So that's, that's something that I think is really exciting that you don't get a lot of places and you also don't get in your typical strength training workouts. Like there's something very unique about yoga and that nature. So from your perspective, how much yoga should runners do or how often should runners kind of have that regular practice? You know, if you want to talk about it in terms of minutes per day, minutes per week, number of times a week, or how would you break that down and and sort of answer that? Yeah, this is a really tough question because I want to give you an (laughs) honest answer for what I do and an honest answer, which is realistic for people to do. So because yoga can be defined as lots of things, right? From meditation practice to breathing to the classic Western idea of stretching, right? Would change my answer because I could easily, my first answer whatever way was like, I'm going to tell you every day. You should do yoga every day. Could be visualization. It could be breathing exercises in the morning, right? Before you even got out of bed. Those would all be running training and yoga, right? And it could fit every day, everyone's life. But then the Western mind wants to say, well, that's not really yoga. I need to do yoga. And so most yoga classes are 30 minutes. Work. <laughs> yeah, to 60 minutes, maybe even 90 minutes long, right? So if I'm a, a training for a race and I am not a yoga instructor, I would probably do yoga once or twice a week. I would definitely be doing it on my rest day in a recovery style class. And we can get into styles of yoga in a minute, but like that would be my recovery day. I'm doing something. It is definitely considered a cross training to my running program, right? So that's where it would fit in. Uh, If I could do a second day, that would be also great because I know in myself when I'm running training, I am not good at stretching or I'm doing the classic, the few five we all do at the end of a run or as we're waiting for our group to join us, right? Those stretches, which are okay, but they're not the same as a guided class where I'm going to get the big results. So, you know, if your training schedule means once a week for a real good 60 to 75 minute class, amazing. If you think of yoga as more than that, then you can easily incorporate a 15 minute even every day, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I uh, I for a few years I had a very regular yoga practice. Um, there was a time that that I was attending a lot of classes and, and even doing mm-hmm. a lot more on my own. And then actually this, just this past week, um, I was at a, a business retreat and they brought in a yoga instructor to do a guided class with us. And oh man, like I, I just, it sort of reignited for me that need for that, you know, like it, it just sort of showed me how much value there was, even just in that 60 minutes, how much better my body felt, how much more fluid my body felt. Um, I bet your from, run the next day was probably awesome. out of it. I, no, I just came back from a run before the class. I went for a run straight to this yoga class. It was a very busy morning. Um, but, but yeah. And, and I think that, you know, to see those benefits of like feeling more stable on your feet and, and having better balance and, you know, all of all of those aspects of it translates not only into running, but then also into the weightlifting and the strength training that we do as well. So it kind of just comes full circle, you know, everything sort of feeding into everything to make us just a, a stronger, more well-rounded runner and, and individual. So you did mention, and I, I definitely want to talk about this next because there are so many different styles of, of yoga out there. Mm-hmm. And what I'd love to hear is, are there specific types of classes or styles of yoga that you feel are better for runners compared to others or what sort of your take on what types of classes should a runner look for? If if we're we're looking at a studio schedule, it's like, oh, okay, which one should I choose? What would be your recommendations? So right off the hop, I would recommend yin yoga. It's taken me a long time to suggest that in my- I love love yin yoga. I love it. Okay, good, because it is the yin to the yang. The yang is running. It's high energy. It is fast. It is sweaty, right? So if we want to pick something that's totally the opposite for that recovery. So if you're getting that, you know, one yoga class a week, you need recovery day, yin is it. It's supported poses. They're definitely more hip, hamstring, low back dominant poses generally, uh, and the teacher should be well-versed in giving props. So everyone in the room is using them. You're going to feel more comfortable going to that class and using them, opposed to maybe a half a yoga class, which um, props are suggested, but not everyone is using. So then I find the runner, because we have like this grit or this toughness, we're like, we're not going to use the block. We're going to kind of suffer, or we're, you know, but yeah, the, the option of the props is so that we can move deeper and get these like stronger stretches happening in our body. So yin is everyone is using it. You will feel more comfortable using it slower, focused on the breathing, also bigger mental aspect in a yin class. So if you're looking for that tapping into how I'm feeling on the inside, how does this stretch really make me feel that is in a yin class? And again, maybe not as much in Hatha, but If you're a runner who wants that euphoric high and also is looking for that combination of strength training with my yoga, then I would opt for a flow class, even a potentially warm or heated flow, because you leave those classes with nothing left. You've given it all. You are literally lying at the end of class. So exhausted. So if you love that and you need that, Or you have what I call the monkey mind. So if you try to go to a restorative or a yin class and your mind is doing a hundred things at the same time, your grocery list, what you're going to do tomorrow, yin is not for you because then you're just going to be 
bored potentially and mentally unstimulated, whereas the flow, everything is moving. You are moving with every single inhale and exhale and lots of planks or upward dogs. So those arms and upper body are getting strengthened. Then there's where you would lean. And I'm leaving off one type of class I touched on, which is restorative yoga. Restorative yoga uh, props are given. Generally, I describe it as sleeping in a hotel bed. So it's not your own bed. It's not fall asleep instantaneously, but it's to be that recovering. So you just did a marathon. You have had the hardest week of training. Yin might still be too much. So restorative could be a great option, focusing on that oxygen recovery, the restorative nature. You're still getting mild stretches, um, but in this class, I would say maybe 80% will be on your back. Again, if you've got the mind that's just like, I need to be doing something, restorative yoga is like the end of the spectrum. Flow is somewhere on the other side and yin and hathar here in the middle. So those are your kind yeah. of top four you would find in a studio. Yeah. And I think, you know, and, and you can let me know how you sort of feel about this, but from my perspective as a running coach, it depends on the stage of training you're in, the phase, you know, are we in a race cycle and we really need the restorative nature or the recovery nature of certain classes? Or are we maybe in a base building phase or or maybe, you know, kind of between race training cycles where, yeah, you know what, we can sort of go to a class that's a little bit more of a workout rather than, you know, because we're maybe not doing as much running. And so throughout the year, just like with your strength training, there are going to be times throughout the year that you're doing more yoga, less yoga, different kinds of yoga. The same way we would say with your strength training, it's going to ebb and flow a little de- depending on what's happening with your running. Is that would you agree with that, or or what that, would you say I about totally that? Agree with. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah. 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 Great. And so, um, you know, there are certain styles of yoga that may be beneficial at certain times or certain types of yoga classes that you would recommend people look for. The next thing is: Are there certain poses or certain stretches or, or certain things like let's say you were maybe building a practice at home and you weren't going to be going to a class all the time then what would you kind of recommend runners focus on in terms of the specific movements or poses okay so i'm coming up in my mind with the top five okay poses that i think are like yeah the ones so one the first one is the classic i think you see that every yoga class would be downward facing dog and you think hmm that's an interesting choice, but really think about all those tight muscles in a runner, Achilles tendon, calves, hamstrings, low backs are all targeted in a stretching way in downward facing dog. And if the teacher is good, again, you're going to apply pedaling the heels, adjusting the knees, you're getting those hips stretched out. And lots of people can stay for a pretty long period of time in that pose as long as they don't suffer sort of low blood pressure or dizziness. So that one is always my first pick. Second one I would say would be warrior one. Warrior one for the same reason. You're going to get those calves. You're going to get hip flexors now for runners, which is great. As I talked about earlier, that symmetry idea, holding each side. And this one, generally taught with arms up, will lift the ribs, right? So we talked about diaphragm earlier, getting a stretch through the rib cage. 
but runners also suffer stitches right through the ribs. So that arm up, or maybe if it's a flow class, they're adding arm circles with their warrior one, which would really open chest and shoulders, or maybe they're making it a bit more back bended. So you're getting your opening that front body, which a runner could really benefit from. So I'd go definitely warrior one next. Um, Third one is a little bit unique. I love personally something called the crescent moon pose. So it's a mounted pose where you side bend your body. Why I like it for my running practice, it opens my side of my ribs. And I am, yes, chronically known to get a stitch in one or both sides at some point in my run. So that one really helps me like open the rib space and breathe into my ribs. Also hits a little bit of obliques and days when I'm tight from running will hit my IT band, which some yoga poses don't get IT band as well. So I love that. It can be done standing, as I said. And in yin, they do it as a side, uh, like a lying on your back version, which is awesome. Mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. moon. Uh, the next one, I think we should all be incorporating is some standing balance. So common one we know is tree, right? A little more advanced yep. is like tree, balance on one foot, but you extend your leg forward. I always use a strap. My hamstrings are so tight. Right, But that idea of having two straight legs, one planted balance, working the foot, the arch, right, all the muscle strengthening of the standing leg and standing glute. And then this idea of stretching your hamstring, that is amazing. So a standing balance should be in your practice. And then lastly, for the front of your body, hip flexors, core, chest, could be a cobra, could be an upward dog pose. I think bow is like the extreme of that. So bow, you are on your belly, you reach back, you hold your feet or ankles and you're trying to raise them up. But then you're getting those, yeah, big hip flexors, big opening of the front of the stomach and they're strengthening your back, which I think is also critical for the runner, right? We don't want always stretch. We need to strengthen too. So that would be my top five. Okay. Oh, I love that list. And I, I feel, I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now because I know what all five of those are. So I, <laughs> yeah. so I, I feel very knowledgeable at the moment. Um, but no, that that's great. And I, I think your explanation too of why they're beneficial and why you'd recommend those specific ones is so helpful because that's exactly where I think so many runners have those little problem areas or those little sort of tight spots and having that short list, you know, even if you are just going to do some stretching at home and, and kind of have that, that practice be not in a studio, but just on your own to kind of have a list. Cause I, I think again, similar to, to strength training or to running or to anything, people don't do things because they don't know what to do. They Mm -hmm. maybe have the time for a yoga practice and they would like to incorporate yoga, but they, they sit down and they're like, well, I don't know what I should even be doing. Like there's so many poses, which ones are good for me, which ones aren't good for me. So to have a little bit of clarity and direction on that, just to get people started is, is so wonderful and so valuable. Now, of course, we've talked all about the benefits and the goods and the positives of, of yoga for runners and all the things that we can get from it. And I hope that's given everyone who's listening to this some motivation and some encouragement and some inspiration to get to get into yoga for themselves. I, I certainly, I am feeling all the inspiration at the moment. Um, but are there any potential downsides or are there any sort of issues that can arise um, either from maybe doing too much yoga or doing the wrong types of yoga? What what are some of the pitfalls or things that people should be aware of? Because there's usually a limit to how much is good for us of anything, right? 
Exactly. Uh, and that you've said it perfectly. There's a limit to everything that's like, everything good is in moderation. Um, yeah. I actually saw an article in November from women's running. I think it's an online magazine about six poses, like six yoga poses you shouldn't do if you're a runner. Right. And it obviously captured my eye and I was like, Ooh. yeah. And it's things I do and things that I practice, but I can see why it would be problematic. So there's like, you know, deep knee bending and like pigeon poses, which pe- people in Western world, we do not sit on the floor, right? So to get people's knees into those sort of alignments can trigger things in their knees, which, you know, that would be so upsetting for a runner in their training phase to get an injury from yoga that then, you know, sets them back. So we really want to be careful in what we're doing. So I'd say if you're the person driven to the hot flow yoga, especially, um, be mindful there. The heat makes us extra pliable, can cause us to go a little deeper. I also find when I teach, like in that kind of environment, we're a bit more competitive people in the room. So I see, (laughs) even though yoga is this self-practice, we are not supposed to be aware of anything around us. You know, in that type of class, I do get the people thinking, oh, she can go deeper. Well, I can go deeper. And that also can lead to like a little tweak, injury, hamstring strain, which could all set us back. So that idea of non-competition mind or moving inwards is always better. Uh, I teach a lot of classes online. And I think that's resolved a lot of that issue because people just turn their camera off. They need to like use a prop. They use it then. They don't feel like, you know, I am the only thing they can see on their screen. And then that idea. But I teach in studio too. And I still see it even in a half a class where people are like, oh, they can touch their toes. Well, then I'm going to try and like get rid of my block and strain myself to do it. Right. And that's the uh, opposite of yoga. Um, so repetitive movements. Um, what else in yoga is problematic? I think sometimes just like range of motion. You talked about how it's going to change your type of class might change on what you're doing, but remembering that's part of your whole overall week. You've had a stressful week or you sat longer and you don't sometimes think about that. You just think, oh, it's yoga. I can just do it. But, you know, take it back. Use the props. Listen to your body. You know, you you might mentally want to go to flow, but your body is like, I need yin. I just need to relax. So I think those are kind of where the injuries could creep on. Yeah. And I, I think, again, I mean, that that's such great advice that really goes into everything else we do as runners is don't do too much too fast. Don't mm-hmm. be too competitive, especially with others. And just listen to your body and, and be smart about it. Because, you know, great habits and great practices can very quickly become not so great ones if we're, you know, treating everything like it has to be the hardest workout of our lives. And it's okay yes. to, to take it slow and, and take it easy sometimes. So I think that's really good advice, you know, within the context of a yoga practice, but also just in general for, for runners to be mindful of those things. So the last question that I have for you is, do you have any other thoughts or tips or anything that we haven't covered yet that you want people to know um, that you think is really, really important uh, for any runner to know about yoga? I think most important than styles of yoga and even poses, you know, is to attend a class and or a, several classes and really see who your energy gravitates with and style gravitates with. Because there is a whole world of yoga out there 
from sing-songy curtain to candles are on and no one says anything, right? So you're going to find a teacher that's going to tap into your body and your cues that work for you. And that really is only experienced through trying different ones. So I know you think, oh, I went to one. Yoga is not for me, right? I have lots of people tell me that, but I say retry it. Try it in a different style, in a different place, because it can be the thing that's going to unlock your running that will make you stronger, mentally stronger, you know, better stride, better breathing, but it's just finding that perfect class style for you. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And so, uh, that is a perfect segue because you do teach online classes. So, uh, you, you live in a, a fairly small town here in Manitoba. You're, uh, you know, not a huge population of people where you live, but I, I know that you do have some great running groups out that way. But the great thing is that anybody who is listening to this episode, um, can join in on one of your online classes. So let us know where people can find you, how they can connect with you and sign up to check out some of those online yoga classes that you mentioned. Yeah. So my studio is Harmony Tree Studio. And when you visit my website or my Instagram or my Facebook, all are Harmony Tree Studio. Uh, I have a list of my online classes. You simply really click the link. And as soon as you've registered, it populates you a a Zoom link. And there I am live stream with you, uh, leading you through a class in your own house, which I've really discovered is the best. You just are there. It fits your schedule. You don't have to park and drive and snow clearing. We can get our practice in from the comfort of our house as early as 6.15 in the morning or in the evening, right? So that is the best. And so, yeah, I would love to connect with anyone that way. Or if you're in the Interlake, I teach out of Winnipeg Beach. So yeah, I would love to see people there too. Wonderful, wonderful. That's so helpful. And, you know, I think that there's, you know, such a draw towards having a yoga instructor who is a runner, who understands runners, who is creating practices that are for runners. I I think that's something that so many people can benefit from. So I want to thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. I loved hearing everything that you had to share. It was such great information for, you know, me personally, um, as this is an area that I'm definitely not the expert in, but I, I really appreciate it. And you being my very first guest episode here on the Fuel Run Recover podcast podcast, which is, which is so exciting. So thank you so much. And I cannot wait to talk to you again very soon. Thank you. All right. Bye everyone. You can check out Sheena at Harmony Tree Studio and definitely go check out some of her online classes. We will see you in the next episode. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not to be used or relied upon for the diagnosis or treatment of any health condition. This information does not create a client-practitioner relationship and should not be used as a substitute for professional medical advice.